You know how to play football? Yeah. What's wrong with y'all? Y'all like y'all never played football before. Well, I like school and I like football. You blitz all night. You make sure that they remember forever the night they played the Titans. I want you to put each other in your hearts forever because forever is about to happen here in just a few minutes. Ask them to go in there with all they've got win just one for the Kipper. Can you live in that moment as best you can with clear eyes and love in your heart? Wrong side! Left side! Wrong side! Left side! That market, that outplay football. This is our team! This is us! Let's go right now! Let's get it off now! Let's go! Man, I am hype. I am ready to go. Are you ready to go out and record a, a football movie? I could, I could run through a wall right now. <laughs> I think so. Well, we're going to have some fun with today's podcast. I mean, we try to always have fun with our podcast, but of course, the introductions. He's Bobby Hensley. I'm Sean Styers. We're two guys talking football. and A uh, lot of movies today. Yeah, and we've got, it's going to be, this is going to be our top 10 football movie list. We're each going to give our top 10, and I was a little bit surprised because we shared the list just so we could kind of Pre- be prepared to talk a little bit. See what's what all's going to be on there. We don't have a whole lot. In Maybe common. I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say this kind of goes for us. We don't like each other very much, <laughs> so right. all of our movie tastes have been different. <laughs> it's perfect. Anytime I bring up a movie, you haven't seen it. Anytime you bring up a movie, I haven't seen it. So yeah. not much of our lives have crossed except for this podcast. This is podcast gold, baby. That's what this it's is. It's something. I don't know if it's gold. So we're excited about this because football season is obviously on the way, and we wanted to kind of kick off football season with a couple special podcasts. We've got this one and another one that's going to be coming up is also our top football movies or not our, our top football characters right. of all time. Football this movie one's the movie characters. One. Yeah, this is the movie one. <laughs> that's that is exactly right. Before we go any further, let's remind our listeners that you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for two guys talking sports movies. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can rate it you can leave a review and all that kind of good stuff and of course we're also at wsbtradio.com a lot of different places to find the two guys talking sports movies podcast and do you want to plug the twitter at all yeah follow us on twitter for that matter i have no idea what the twitter handle is because there are so many letters is it it's t w just search two guys talking sports you'll see us that's right you'll find us on twitter as well let's get into this list Bobby, our top ten. Do you want to do you want to kick us well, off and go with yours? Uh, I was going to ask you to go first. Okay, I'll do that. Age before that. beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right. So, <laughs> so my number ten. I think this is debatable as to whether or not it's actually a, a football movie. It is a sports movie. It's Jerry Maguire. I'll just get that out. Is it a football movie? I find it on football movie lists, so that's why I included it, because I like Jerry Maguire. So you didn't even make up your own list? You just found other lists and <laughs> added movies? No. No, I thought I saw that it's was on research. your list. It's called Research, Bobby. Come on. <laughs> I never heard of it. Never tried it. I saw that movie was on your list. Mm-hmm. That's actually one of my favorite sports movies, just favorite movie of all time. I love that movie. But I purposely didn't put it on my list because it's not a football you movie. You don't think it's football enough? Every time we get into these movies, you talk about what kind of movie it is. Yeah. When I hear Jerry Maguire, I th- the lines that come to mind are "Show me the money," mm-hmm. which is a football player, but Rod he's not Tidwell. playing football at the time. True. It's a contract. He's movie. trying it's to get a contract. Agent movie. Mm-hmm. And then the other line is "You had me at hello," which is a love movie, more than a football yeah. movie. I mean, Jerry Maguire is rom com, sports, 
and then football, I think, if you put it in that order. But enough people consider it a football movie, so that's and I like it enough, so I had to include it on this list because I think, in general, it gets included in the football movie. I'm surprised you put it on your list anyway. Right. Like, no, I've, I've always, I remember when it came out, and you're probably too young, but huh, I mean, when we thanks. talk about those categories, because it came out in the mid 90s, 1996, yeah. and I remember seeing a preview for it, and I'm like, what's this movie about? I, ha- I really didn't have any clue. Because sports agents weren't really that well known at the time, yeah. or what they did. And that's, I think this one's more of an agent movie. It's kind of like, a, it is. I'm going to reference this again later, but it's like Moneyball almost. It's, sure, there's baseball, and that's what, you know, obviously they're showing a bunch, but mm-hmm. it's not really what it's about. The crux of the movie is more about the love interest and him being an agent and starting his own agency. But that's what I've always said. If you go back to our first podcast when we talked to whether it's Field of Dreams, Bull Durham, For Love of the Game. I was going to ask you. All the ones that resonate across genres – have a relate it's not just about the sports they have other relationships that tie the whole thing together so that you have male female young old all those audiences get involved because of the the kind of cross genre relationships and everything stories and everything else but isn't that what you also complained about for love of the game that you said that there was too much of that and that, and, I, and I think and it's there's maybe, more baseball in that than there is football in this that's true I think I just got tired of Jane. I mean, let's <laughs> here we are a month later. <laughs> just throw it out there. That's right. Renee Zellweger, man. Because, I mean, we're not going to get deep in some of these like we do with the others because this is a list. But you talk about someone who hasn't held up well over time. Wow. You're going to go there? She's tried to keep herself. To, I mean, she is unrecognizable right now, Bobby. Well, we're not talking about her now. <laughs> She's not doing a football movie now. She didn't do a football movie back then. All right, true. <laughs> Okay, so Jerry Maguire is my number 10. What is your number 10? Well, my number 10 is actually a football movie, so that's how our lists are a little different to start. (laughs) I went with uh, the movie The Express, Okay, the Ernie Davis story, but Syracuse, the first black man to win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Um, This is a movie I have never seen, actually. Wow. I enjoy there's a bunch of football. It touches on a lot of issues that were going on in America at the time Yeah, in the – Kind Late of a 50s, Jackie Robinson 60s. story sure. with uh, football. Really. Yeah, and he was at Syracuse and won the Heisman Trophy and then sadly never played a game in the professional So give me league. the pitch. Why am I going to like this movie? What sets this apart from other football movies, sports movies that's going to make me want to watch this since it's your number 10? Well, I don't know if it's going to set anything apart. It's a wonderful <laughs> story. Um, it's a tearjerker. Okay. Uh, should I give the spoiler at the end that he passes away at the age of 23? Well, I mean, it has been a few years now. Yeah, if you don't know by now. Um, But that movie's kind of newer, so it's got... I like some of the movies that have in-game action that it looks... The graphics are better than they used to be. So it's just a nice coming-of-age story about this guy who's breaking all the barriers, and then his story took a tragic turn. Okay. So Bobby's is the Express, mine is Jerry Maguire, and I'll let you have the honors of going first with number nine. So number nine, is a, this one's probably just going to gloss over a little bit, because I've only seen it a couple times, and it was many years ago, but North Dallas 40. I was really surprised, because this is from 1979. Nick Nolte, Mac Davis, John Matusek, former NFL guy, actually had a part in this as well. And I remember I watched this late at night, probably 15 years ago when I was in college, <laughs> And I remember thinking that that's it was probably pretty accurate to the times of the NFL yeah. back then. A lot of partying, a lot it's, of different um, physique 
for the athletes. They don't keep themselves in the same shape they do now. It is loosely based on the Dallas Cowboys right. of the 1970s with a, a coach along the lines of Tom Landry, a bit stoic and doesn't necessarily relate personably with the players and that kind of thing, and it kind of into the injuries. I've only seen it maybe once, and it has been, I, w- I would bet, back in the 1980s since I saw it last. This is one we're going to have to jump into because, to me, there aren't enough good football movies. I'm going to have to find this, and we're both going to have to watch it. We're going to, we're definitely going to uh, to do our, our podcast on North Dallas 40 at some point. And I think if, when you go into that, you'll be able to get a lot more um, compare the NFL then and now. Yeah. So you good can point. see a lot of differences. All right, so my number nine is Brian's song from 1971, the original. They have remade this. A lot of these they they've every movie, yes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. James Kahn plays Brian Piccolo. Billy D. Williams is Gail Sayers. Jack Warden, who's in at least one other movie, and I think maybe two in this list that'll be showing up, plays Coach Hallis. Of course, the, the true story of Gail Sayers and his friend Brian Piccolo, the overachieving running back with the Chicago Bears and Piccolo ends up dying of cancer, and it tears at everyone's heart as they go through this. And it becomes really, the first part is more football, two guys playing football, a Hall of Famer, obviously, right. in Sayers. But then, it, and this was not done, I mean, very long after it actually happened in 1971. Yeah, I've actually never seen Brian's song. Oh, okay. So I know the story. Even, I, the, even the remake? No, okay. I didn't even know they remade it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know how I missed that. I'm not a Bears fan. I don't think you missed much with that. <laughs> wow. Personally. It's that much Just different me. than the first one? <laughs> how much can the story change, right? Right. I don't think I, I, don't think I saw You're just the mad they redid it because it was already perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, and James Caan also did the football movie The Program, which neither of us have listed. That's I, true. I thought about putting in there, but didn't make the cut. Okay. So what's the pitch on Brian's song that's different than The Express? They're kind of similar stories, aren't they? Uh, Both sad. Sounds like it. And I mean, I just, I think mostly Brian's song, again, it's like you get sucked in with the relationship between two guys, Gale yep. Sayers, Brian Piccolo. And I mean, they, they were really good friends. It, it's, it's a buddy movie. Things start out well, and, and I, it, it goes downhill. But it, it's just a good classic movie. That's why I've got it in and my top ten. It's always different when we do this with a real story too versus a fictional. Yeah, it's it's and that's that's what struck me about a lot of these in my list anyway is they're based on things that actually happened, which I think kind of adds to how good they are. Okay, so we've got numbers 10 and 9, both of them different, all four of them different. My number 8 is We Are Marshall, again based on a true story. <laughs> It's November 1970. Virtually the entire football team and coaches of Marshall University die in a plane crash. And then that spring, led by Nate Ruffin, a player who was ill and missed a fatal flight, students rally to convince the Board of Governors to play during the 1971 season. So then it is the story of how they get this program back going again. There's a uh, there, part of the storyline, Bobby Bowden was coaching at Virginia at that time, so that kind of finds its way in there. A neat little thing. Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Uh, that's right. He plays Jack Matthew. Another Matthew. Matthew Fox plays Red Dawson, and January Jones is his wife. And and again, just a a good story 
that is based on things that actually happen and, and the story of, of how they rebuilt this thing essentially from nothing in what is, even though we don't necessarily talk about it today very much, I think this was a good movie from 2006 that kind of, kind of cast a, a historical light on something that actually happened and how Marshall was able to build things back up again. See, and I w- I'm not super familiar with the story, but was Marshall Division One at the time? They were not. And then they obviously weren't until the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Post Randy Moss. Randy Moss went to Marshall. But obviously, right. so. Yeah, they were still FCS for a long time. So, but back then, the fact that a whole team was taken out like that was super tragic. Yep. Uh, a few years ago, Iowa State had their, had a plane crash with a few people from the, is it women's basketball team, maybe? I think. And I that guess. was, you know, bad, but it shows you how much the times have changed. Happened to one, Wichita State, though as well back around the same time period as Marshall. And I mean, obviously you had Notre Dame, the swimming team several years back where they had some people who were, who were uh, tragically injured and that kind of thing. Yeah. Was Matthew McConaughey good in the movie? Does he play the same as he always does? I've never seen it. Uh, He's, he's he's tough, tough watch, isn't it? He's about the same. Matthew Fox really is as well. I mean, I'm not going to give... So it's a story that carries it for you. Yeah, I'm not going to give any Academy Awards by any chance. I mean, there is a little a little bit more schmaltz in this movie than, than some of the others, but at the same time, yeah, for the story, I think it was pretty, pretty well done. And it's touching. Yep. All right, what's your number eight? My number eight movie is Any Given Sunday, which okay. I think I think I put it too low. Hmm. I probably should have put it higher. From a pure football standpoint, that movie's really intriguing to me. Um, I don't know how, you know, you talked about North Dallas 40. I don't yeah. know how close to the NFL any given Sunday is. and It's, it's almost closer to like what the XFL sounds like it was, <laughs> you know, with um, people running rough shot and lots of drug use and partying. Right. And, and you get Willie Beeman, the quarterback, and he comes out of nowhere, barely can find his helmet in the first game, ends up taking him to the, whatever they call their championship. Yeah, A lot of uh, conflict in the movie, which I enjoy. Yeah, I I think I saw this once, and I don't even know if I watched it from start to finish. I know I didn't go see it when it was out at theaters, made in 1999, directed by Oliver Stone. Which and maybe that, maybe that yeah. says everything you need to know about it, because that guy has just gotten loonier and wackier. Off the rails. That's why I said I was very specific from a football standpoint. Yeah. If you want to get into all the political stuff, which I don't. Well, and yeah, and I'm not trying to go there. When, I, wa- when I watch any given Sunday, I see, like, the struggle of a female owner in the league and how she's not accepted, Cameron Diaz. Yeah. I look at the black quarterback who was looked at differently than Cap Rooney, who he's replacing. And yep. you look at Al Pacino as the old coach and ageism against him and trying to run him out. See, and I didn't, I didn't necessarily buy Al Pacino as a head coach of a know. football team. I thought it was a little bit overacted myself. Now, that's a, just, again, that's, that's like, I don't even know how long ago I watched it. But I, I just, I, I didn't find the football scenes that believable and obviously they have these weird logos and different things and i think well that's because it wasn't yeah accredited it's like playmakers the television show yeah and i I realized they obviously weren't going to get nfl logos and all that stuff but i just thought it was too distracting the the way they the visual a lot of the visual aspects and everything and too overly dramatic and sensational because you had to think a little bit and it lost you when you had to start thinking no No. again we'll we'll probably get to this at some point so there's we can hit it more in detail there's one negative about it it's a really long movie yeah there's that too and then there i think there's a couple really good speeches in there though that you say are overacted but (laughs) 
the fighting for inches line is yeah, one of my favorite. And it's, they used it in a commercial a couple years yep. ago, and yeah. Okay, so any get of it in Sunday is your number eight. What's your number seven? Did you do your number eight already? Yes, I have. We are Marshall. Oh, that's right. My number seven, Friday Night Lights. Okay. Now the movie was really good. I'd have to go. Now see, should I should I jump my list here because we only is it two yeah. that we have? Yeah, this is one of them. We only have two movies that are the same. So <laughs> I've got more notes on this one because I'll just say. So this is my <laughs> sure, number one. Sure, go ahead one. and take it. Well, go I, and hijack I, it from me. I think All I've you. got you. No, this is my number one. So you tell me why. <laughs> no, no. This is your spot, so you tell me Friday well, Night Lights why it's number seven. Uh, I'm not telling you to justify it. Now you're telling me what to do. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> no, I th- I enjoyed the movie. Um, The time came out ahead of bit. What was it? Early 2000s? 2004 was when it was Four, made, yeah. yep. And um, is it the first movie with high school football, really? Maybe not uh, first, but I it's one of them. I think, remember, the Titans was, yeah, it was four okay. years earlier. Okay. So We'll get to that in a minute. But yeah. so just the story was good. The action was good. It was based on kind of a true story. I thought it was well acted. It was well, well, it was based on a true story. I've, I have not gone to look at, you know, how many liberties they took with some of the storylines and stuff like that, but it's important to remember Anything that's based on a true story, it's not a documentary. Based. It's based on a true yes. story. Hollywood will always take some liberties with storyline to connect things to make it an actual feature movie better. Well, even if you're at that game and you're telling somebody about it, you're going to have some detail that's different or remember yeah. it different. So, obviously. Um, and then the ending of that movie was really crucial. Yep. It was a curveball I didn't see coming. Plus, off, I don't know if it's fair, but off of this movie... They spun to the TV show, which I yeah. enjoyed quite a bit. It became very popular, and we, my wife and I, we, we watched that. The Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, yeah, Can't Lose. And that, that came from I, that. You heard it in the uh, the open that we put together, the little ooh, montage. Industry lingo. This. What I like about this movie. And this I, was your number one, you this said? Is, this is my number one football movie, okay. is Friday Night Lights. Peter Berg made it. And a Peter Berg movie, He he's, Peter Berg, for those guys who don't follow it that closely, he's... He's an actor. He's had a lot of kind of small parts and at some points maybe bigger parts in movies. But I think his wheelhouse is directing and especially stuff that's based on true stories like this. He's done Lone Survivor and Patriot's Day as well. He Patriot's makes, Day was a great movie. Oh, it was. And I mean, he makes you feel like you're one of the characters. Like you're there. Yeah, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like you are there, you are in it. Like a lot of the, the dialogue in this is like – because we've all been in high school and we've had the uh, d- different things. We're, we're sitting at the drive-in or, or at the burger shop or whatever with your friends and you're, you're talking. All that different dialogue is like you could easily see yourself sitting across the table from these guys. So it makes you almost a part of the story, yeah. which is what you enjoy. Exactly. And, and I mean, going deeper than, I mean, the realism makes it so good. Right. That's what got me. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's Billy Bob Thornton is really the biggest name in this whole thing and then other than tim that McGraw. tim mcgraw yeah but but tim mcgraw plays a great yeah. jerk of a dad essentially and I mean, he hasn't done anything since no it, it, which is kind of amazing but i mean he did a great job in that role and i mean you just the reality of this whole thing and what obviously the idea behind this was what football means to these people in texas and then in this case West Texas, the pressures placed on these kids by adults is just 
it's over the top, but again, it's Real. it's all reality. Mm-hmm. And and the things that that Tim McGraw's character says to his son, and the, and then I mean, then you look at the Booby Miles character and football, and it, and it's not just him. It's like this for a lot of these kids. Life. Football is their chance to break the life cycles that they're in the 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 poverty cycle essentially it's their, it's their ticket way out. out yeah and and just the way Booby Miles in the last couple scenes where you really see him where he's in the locker room and he's putting on the front when he's clearing out his locker and he's putting on the front the, the bold face and then he go with all his friends in there and then he goes out and his uncle is waiting for him in the car and he just collapses and breaks out in tears and you know just just the weight of what this means and and I mean it's 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 not fiction I, no. you know it's like and so much of that movie is football yeah you know obviously that's the centerpiece of all of these but that movie in particular I can't think of hardly any scene that I love from that that wasn't you know at the stadium or at whatever the locker room so yeah I definitely agree yeah. my number seven so that's your number seven it's my number one right which means we're going to get a lot deeper into Friday Night Lights at some point as we can as we get into the actual movie podcast that we're doing my number seven is heaven can wait have you ever seen heaven can wait i think i saw the remake okay there was a remake of that well the original was like a black and white from the 1940s so this was a remake this was the remake the one with warren Beatty in it jack warden who i mentioned uh diane cannon charles groden the 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 thesis to the whole thing it's a los angeles quarterback joe pendleton los angeles rams He's uh, preparing to lead his team to the Super Bowl when he is almost killed in an accident. He's riding his bike through a tunnel, and it looks like a car hits him. So an overanxious angel plucks him to heaven only to discover he wasn't supposed to die at that point, and his body has already been cremated. So then they're going, trying to figure out, what are we going to do with this guy? And so they put him into the body of this rich man, Leo Farnsworth, and that's kind of where everything progresses he's a he's a rich guy and at diane cannon and charles groden are uh having an affair and they're plotting to kill him and a lot going on yeah he buys the los angeles Rams so he can get back into football and so it's it's just a good movie yeah and that that'll probably be the old what year was that 78 you said 1978 so what year was north dallas 40 70 uh 79 i think yeah so we got a couple old classics that heaven can wait there's a lot going on in that how would you describe is that a comedy Yes, it is. I would 100%. say I would say it is more a little bit dramedy, but I would say it is yeah. more kind of lighthearted, not not slapstick by any means, right. but lighthearted comedy with uh, football infused. It's kind of always weird when you have death involved. Like, that's how does true. it? Where does it land? That's true. All right, so that's my number seven. My number six, and I've I've got like all these papers that I'm starting to spread out here all over the studio. I have one. Paper. Is <laughs> my number six is the longest yard, and this is again we have to differentiate. So when you texted me, uh-huh. how did you describe this one? I think I said Burt Reynolds. Who was in both of them? Was he? I forgot about that. So I'm like, well, that was thanks, John. Thanks for uh, helping me out. I mean, I knew which one you meant. I don't know that I even saw the second one because it was one of those. I sound like my dad when I say it because he has a hard time with remakes and stuff like that. Yeah, you're very against them. (laughs) And then your last movie was one of them. But I also didn't see the 1940s or whatever. So this, The Longest Yard from 1974, Burt Reynolds, 
A uh, w- sadistic warden asks a former pro quarterback now serving time in prison to put together a team of inmates to take on the guards. And to me, it's just a good, fun movie. I mean, you're mixing prison and football. How can you go wrong with that, right? Right. Uh, in the modern one, it's Adam Sandler and the whole every player. Pretty you had a much. lot of cameos. Yeah, Michael was that Irvin, the way it was, was back in, in the old one too? I don't think so. No, there might just, have there were just, one or two guys, but not very many who actually played. And Burt Reynolds actually played college ball. He did at Florida State. Lee Corso. Lee Corso. Yep. 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 All right. But so the, we don't have to go in detail about it. But the longest yard is my number. Does the six? Well, I'm just curious. Is the well, you haven't seen the new one? But I'm sure the plot's the same, right? It's just they end up playing a game, and I think so. And then all the prisoners look like good people. They in the play movie, against. And it's like what? Yeah, like they're exactly. in there for a reason. So but. he's supposed to throw the game. Burt right. Reynolds is supposed to throw the game, and he had been convicted of like point shaving when he was still playing, and so that's how they kind of got to him. He was supposed to throw the game against the guards, but he doesn't. He plays it up and up, and they beat the guards in the end. Sounds like is a, that uh, is that how the remake went? Yeah. Okay. Except for Burt Reynolds scores a winning touchdown in the remake. They bring him in, and it's just, he's the hidden weapon. Yeah. But, All right, what is? My number six. Your number six. So, again, I try to bring diversity to my list. I didn't want all serious, <laughs> all fun, whatever. Yeah. Um, this is my appeal to the youth, and it's Little Giants. Okay. Uh, you know, there's two brothers. One's kind of happy-go-lucky, and the other guy pretty much runs the town. They each have a team. One, It's like the Mighty Ducks, but for football pretty mm-hmm. much. And just how they all come together in this small town. It's peewee football, so it's not yeah. even high school. But and to me, it was kind of like it came out a year after the Sandlot. To me, it was kind of football's answer to the Sandlot. You've got a bunch of kids, and you got football the, and stuff like that. Again, I don't even know if I saw this thing. The only other from kids, start to finish, the kids football movie. Maybe I should have picked it. Was the game plan with the Rock? I don't know if you saw that. He plays. A, he plays a quarterback. <laughs> Um, his daughter gets thrown at him in the movie he didn't know he had. Now he has to take her on the road with him. She, those are the two uh, kids' movies. But I picked Little Giants because it's older and it holds up. And people my age all really like Little Giants. But it's sure. kind of like you said with The Sandlot, I guess. Yeah. A lot of people like that. So what is your number five football movie? See, and again, I think I should have put this one up higher. Number five for me is Draft Day. Okay. Which we've already had a bunch of Kevin Costner movies. We have. On the on our regular podcasts, All right. but I think that movie is wonderful. One, the cast is pretty good. You have a lot of well-known people. The story is kind of incredible. I like the stories about, um, like that's why I like Jerry Maguire. Not a football movie, yeah. But he's an agent, and in this, you get a general manager's perspective almost. And his dad had recently died. He took over the team. He makes what they think is a stupid trade on draft day. And then through the movie, he ends up getting all of his draft picks back, plus a couple, plus a couple players he had been wanting to get. Yeah. Plus they pass on another quarterback that looked like a sure sure thing. Mm-hmm. Some things that mirrored what was actually going on in Cleveland at the time. It's based on the Cleveland Browns. Right. Or it's set with the Cleveland Browns. And Mel Kiper, Chris Berman, John Gruden were all in it. They made cameos when they were all working for ESPN. I just Dennis Larry was the coach. It didn't have the feel of reality. To me, I just I didn't wow. I didn't buy Kevin Costner in that role. You know, he's actually tough watch from that. He's not a believable because I've seen him in so many other things. I still think of him as Billy Chapel from For <laughs> Love of the Game. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen a whole lot of his other stuff besides his baseball movies. But I just thought the whole movie was great. And I like seeing like behind the scenes because none of that was about football action. Yeah, necessarily. All right, so that is our number sixes. 
as we continue through our... That was my number five. Oh, that was your number five. I'm sorry. I've got to give my number five now. And that is, mine is all the right moves. Have you seen all the right moves? I have not. You've never seen all the right moves. I'm not surprised. 1983, It's the lead character is Tom Cruise. He's a high school football player desperate for a scholarship. And his headstrong coach, he and they, they clash in a dying Pennsylvania steel town. It's essentially... Steel Town, Pennsylvania, not a lot of money kid trying to use football to get out and start a new life. Just like Friday Night Lights. Yeah, and they're really kind of a precursor to Friday Night Lights, even though Friday Night Lights, to me, was better done overall. But, I mean, still, you had Leah Thompson, who was a fairly big star at the time. Craig T. Nelson was coach. Yeah, he was the main (laughs) coach, and that was kind of some irony there because he went on to play the, the sitcom. Hayden Fox. Beloved coach, Hayden Fox. Chris Penn, brother of Sean was uh, in it as well. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, Friday Night Lights, I think, focuses more on the whole group of kids where this is more about the one, one kid, guy. Steph. Yeah, so. when So Tom Cruise has done more sports movies than I realized. Because <laughs> he did Jerry Maguire, he did Days of Thunder, he did this. See, and I've seen all the right moves on credits before. Okay. But I never realized it was a football movie. Yeah. Yep. All right, so that is my number five, and you've given your number five. So my number four... Is and again, my list. This is, is going to be nine number one. Just, isn't it? Go ahead and give yours. No, no, <laughs> no. Seriously, <laughs> this because is I can't. Fun. I can't find it on my list. All right, right now. number four is uh, the replacements for me. Okay, which is a movie about scab players. The NFL goes on strike. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny how a lot of these movies are about the NFL shutting down <laughs> or having right. issues or an alternate league to it? Yeah, which I guess they're still trying with the American Football League that f- failed last year and the XFL coming up this year. But this one. Um, Keanu Reeves plays Shane Falco, who's like this old quarterback who's known for blowing the I big game. I want to say Rock Me Amadeus when you say Falco. Oh, my God. All right, so let's wrap this up. We're, uh, we'll see you next week. No, I, I saw replacements again. It didn't didn't resonate that well See, I like to me. I, it's a bunch of misfits that all come from different places, yeah. and they don't like each other. And by three-quarters of the way through the movie, they actually are pretty good. They're a cohesive unit. Then the players end their strike. So then these guys don't get to play. Shane Falco has a pity party for himself on a boat. <laughs> His cheerleader girlfriend has to talk him into playing again. All right. Good coach, good everything. Just fun movie to watch. It's an easy Saturday afternoon watch. I did like the uniforms a little bit better in the replacements than any given Sunday. Let's put it that way. When I talk about yeah, believability right. yeah. factor and that kind of thing. Wow. I'm, I'm glad the uniforms held up for you. Different tones for these movies, obviously, but I, I did like that. Better. So my number four you found is, it? Yes, I did. My number four <laughs> is Invincible. Have you seen Invincible? Vince Papali. Yes. No. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, 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 I've okay. seen it, yeah. From 2006. It's essentially Rudy said in the NFL. It's a, it's a, a guy who's thir- around 30 years old, living in Philadelphia. Dick Vermeil had just left UCLA. He takes over the Philadelphia Eagles Who's known as a player's coach. Yeah, known as a player's coach. And he holds, he wants to kind of, Philadelphia had stunk forever at that point, and he wanted to do something to try to kind of draw some local interest. So he holds a tryout. And Open tryout. Let's all these yuckers come in and and uh, try out for the Philadelphia Eagles. And Vince had been playing in the like local wow, street league kinda, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, without pads or anything. And he yeah. was really good for his size. He was an undersized guy, mm-hmm. very athletic, makes the team. Yeah, I enjoy that movie. I like at the end where they show the real clips of him. It's kind of like Rudy. He had one play. He actually played a couple years in the league. Yeah, he did. 
He stuck around. But he had a touchdown in his first year that yep. was pretty memorable. Played special teams, and it was cool at the end how they showed the the real footage from from the big play that they dramatized. And again, life and our reality and Hollywood taking some liberties, they they made it look a lot they made it look like that dude was running forever. It was but like two yards during the yeah, movie, yeah. yeah. And it was literally like two yards. He scoops it up and he scores. But it was a big play. And it was it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, and like you said, he stuck around with the Eagles for a couple of years. See another one where you pick. It's a real story. You told me one point you didn't like real stories. I don't think I said that because I was like, well, can we talk I about thirty for thirties in my mouth? And you go, well, we shouldn't do thirty for thirties. Those, those are, more are documentaries. But those are documentaries. Yes, again. The These are based on Well, what bugged me stories. about that movie is that they show the real guy at the end, and he looked nothing like... Like Mark Wahlberg, yeah. all buff and yeah. I was like, being oh, Mark Wahlberg. Of course he looked like an underdog in real life. Boston the guy looked tough. Like a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're up to number four, and what? that puts us at yep. number three. <laughs> My number three is Remember the Titans. Okay. So... That's our other one that we're going to overlap on. Yeah, this is our only other duplicate is remember the titans and now is this your number one is my number one this is your number one so i've got titans at number three bobby has titans at number one and again you know just a timeless message suburban virginia the the movie was from 2000 it's set in 1971 based on the actual events and it's all about racial segregation a black coach denzel washington takes over from a white coach played by Will Patton, who's a really good character that whole, actor. Obviously, that's number number one, but yeah. wow, what a great movie. What I thought was unique about this movie, or what the reason I put it number one, and it's not even close to me, one, it's a great story. Yeah. But the actors, every there's so many characters in that movie. Most of these, like you said, all the right moves, there's one. You know, Friday Night Lights, there's a few. This movie, it's like every person on the team, on the coaching staff in the town, everybody's a character that has depth to it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a good point. Um, I think the actors in this movie were a little bit more polished, even though they were still relatively young. They were more polished than the Friday Night Lights Absolutely. actors. And I, and I think w- that's part of what I liked about that. And even the TV series is they didn't, like the Friday Night Lights franchise, they didn't want kind of the polished actor. They wanted that feel a of, rough, of yeah. yeah, rough reality. Like the kid who played Riggins. In uh, in the TV Friday Night Lights was a, a a kid who had barely done anything up until that point, and Peter Berg well, did the TV series the, as well. The kid that played Smash on Friday Night Lights was uh, just an extra that they liked his um his attitude, and his, yeah, the, how he just was around the sex. Like most of that those extras were just high school football players. Yep. But no, I remember the Titans. Plus, it gets into the football. Everybody merges together. Some people don't. You see the coming of age. I think, and you see on so many levels, and they get together at camp, and some of the, they kick off the tight end because he wouldn't block for Julius, or I can't remember the names. That's yeah, the other with, with the strong side, left yeah. side, and all that this stuff. This is the other thing. Well, then they get together at camp, and then they go back to school, and they all separate again mm-hmm. and have to come back together. The other thing about making these lists that I wanted to say is I might watch these movies if we do them more critically and be like, wow, that was a dumb pick. <laughs> But this is just based off mostly memory and what I, my opinions of them leading into this. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing about this list, and, and that's why I, I can't necessarily go to bat for every single thing when we're talking about these things because most of them, it's been a while since we watch them. And that's that's the whole point of when we're doing our regular podcast, when we're, when we're just doing deep dives, is we watch them within a day or so of recording the podcast, and we take notes, and, and we do more research 
on them. So these, it's just like, oh, we're putting a list together to kick off the football we're, season and that kind of thing. A lot of these will do the deep dives at some point. This though. is just two guys talking sports movies That's right, right now. baby. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Branding. Okay, so Titans is my number three. It's your number one. What's your number three? Um, Newt Rockney All-American. Okay. I have never seen it, believe it or not. I've lived in South Bend for going on 19 full years, and in the middle of October, it'll be my 19th year, 20th Notre Dame football season, but I have never seen Newt Rockney. But you know some of the lines from it. Of course. Right. Win one for the Gipper. I mean, that's like everyone knows that. Ronald Reagan. Right. And that's another thing. It's Ronald Reagan was in it. And I used to watch this movie when I was a kid every year before football season would start. So it has some nostalgia personally for me. Uh, I purposely picked it over Rudy. I think Rudy's almost in this. And we're speaking as we're recording this in South Bend, Indiana. Of course. That Rudy has a very split following in this area. And we're going to get to that in just a second. Yeah. So, but um, Newton Rockney All-American, obviously it's cool that Reagan was in it. To me, it's just really old. It's just a classic movie. Win one for the Gipper. Yeah. You get the Newt Rockney story where he passes away. It shows shines a light on old-time football, too, like from the 20s and early 30s. Yeah. It's really entertaining for me to watch because it's changed so much. That's when the, you almost would think that they could remake today. With better in a In technology. a more modern, yeah, more technology. Because back then, I don't know if Peter Berg could do it, but <laughs> well, they even shine a light on going on a train out to USC to play a game, yeah. and yeah, and how, yeah, good stuff. All right, so Newt Rockney, All American. Were you born and raised in this area, by the way? I was, Bobby? yeah. So uh, yeah, Bobby's been in uh, South Bend, Michiana, whatever you want to call it, your entire For life, thirty-three years, your entire thirty-three. So my number two is the movie you just mentioned, and that's Rudy. And again. <sighs> This now, I'm putting this at number two. It's not necessarily my personal movie favorite, but I still think the reason it's not is because of what you just sort of touched on. You have to separate what we know about the real Rudy, what we know about what he did, what did and didn't happen, the Hollywood part of the things. Again, you got to go back because most of the people around Notre Dame. Like, if you live in this area, you've got a lot different feeling about the movie Rudy than just about anyone else, including Notre Dame fans. And it's because of things we actually know about Rudy, how much we've heard about, well, the Jersey scene never took place, and right. all these different things. That that kind of gives us the negative See, and that's connotation to the whole thing. But I, what I think is the story of Rudy, the underdog story, Keep fighting, persevere, don't give up. Even though it was, you know, there's, again, when you talk about the schmaltz, there was a little bit too much thrown in there, I think. But again, it's made in 1993. So I I think the storyline holds up, and the message is essentially timeless. I think the storyline's good. I I don't even know that it's in this. If you're watching it in, I don't know, Nevada, but would you even think to put this movie on your list? You know, it's in this area, obviously, it's going to come up in every football movie discussion. Well, here's one, here's one thing that I'll say. As someone who used to do play-by-play for two different Notre Dame teams, the women's basketball team and the baseball team, I got to travel around the country a lot. And they ask you about Rudy? Well, you would either hear Rudy or you would hear fans during the game make comments about Rudy. Rudy is always the first thing that comes up. So it's, again, even though maybe people 
directly connected to Notre Dame, who work at Notre Dame, live around Notre Dame, cover Notre Dame, don't necessarily like that link, you can't get past it. You get outside of this area, and Rudy and Notre Dame are almost synonymous. And to me, I think it resonates maybe as much or even more with Notre Dame haters than Notre Dame fans. Again, if you look at just the storyline and the whole thing. That's what's kind of funny, too. You'll always hear during a football game, you'll be on the sideline, you hear people yelling Rudy references, like when Michigan's in town specifically, it seems right. like. And it's funny because it's like, well, a lot of Notre Dame people don't like that movie either. So that's a <laughs> not a great heckle on your part. That's right. And I, we'll have to do an episode on this movie and really dig oh, into it. Oh, we will. But we will. I think that's coming up in the very near future. I don't even think it's necessarily, for me, the reality versus the movie because I just watch it from the movie perspective because I didn't. I remember when that movie was being made in this area and a lot of people that I work with and stuff were in the movie as, you know, standing in the background or whatever. Yeah. I don't know why. It just... Something about the movie just really bugs me. Not a fan. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, were they in the stadium and things like that? Yeah, and they taped some of the scenes at halftime of uh-huh. a game, and right. So there's a lot of people that just were working, but they're accidentally yeah. in the movie. The real Rudy was actually in the in the stands, sitting Clapping. close to Ned Beatty, I think, and yep. all that kind of stuff. All right, so I've got my top ten list. All that we need from you is your number two. And this one again, I wanted to go with a comedy because I don't think I had any real comedies in mind, so I picked Waterboy. Okay. And I again, this might be nostalgia for me. And again, it, when we go back, if I ever wa- if we do an episode on this, I'm sure it's going to be like Dodgeball and we did Talladega Nights. Dodgeball, I, I liked a lot more than I remembered. Talladega Nights, I hated more. Yeah. So I'm sure I wouldn't like it as much. It doesn't hold up. But I remember laughing really hard at this movie. Football's a devil. It's yeah. just funny. It's obviously way off base from reality. Again, it's another one that I don't think I've seen the whole thing. But I'd be more than glad to watch it and we can we can do a podcast on it. We've got a lot of football movies. The Fonz is in it. I think in he is in it. And <laughs> the Fonz is it. Do you watch Barry? No, I've been. I've heard it's on good. HBO. It is another thing we haven't. He won an <laughs> he won an Emmy last year, Henry Winkler, for his role in in that. And I mean, in general, I think historically, and especially when you look at our lists, the options for good football movies are pretty deep. thin. Oh, yeah, I thought I think deep. it's thin. I think it's deep. for good for really good football movies. Well, what do you like? Remember the good. Ti- remember the Titans. Obviously, Friday Night Lights. Sure. And again, I have to put Rudy in there because of the story and because you've got the Notre Dame connection. I put those in there. Well, if you're going to count Jerry Maguire, there's a lot of. Mm, do you think uh, Ace Ventura? Jerry Maguire is Jerry Maguire's in there because uh, you couldn't round it because out. I didn't think that there were enough. Good candidates. That's why it's in there. So Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, is that a football movie? <laughs> Good question. All right, so. <laughs> As a Dolphins fan, yeah. I had to ask. Yeah. So you had Waterboy at number two. So here's what our top five look like. I've got Friday Night Lights. You've got Remember the Titans. Number two, I've got Rudy. You've got Waterboy. Number three, I've got Remember the Titans. You've got Newt Rockney, All-American. Number four, I've got Invincible. You've got The Replacements. And number five, I've got All the Right Moves, and you've got Draft Day. I think that th- that's a pretty good list of ten right there myself. It's a good, diverse group of movies. Yeah. Actually, North- it's nine because Titans right. is, a, is a duplicate. Well, then but. you throw North Dallas 40 in there any given Sunday. See, yeah. those are quality movies, I guess. I Obviously, that's why they're on my list. But <laughs> <laughs> Why are they on my list? I don't know. Our next podcast is going to be Caddyshack. We are going to hit that one next. 
Caddyshack will be our next one. We're inching closer to football season, and we're kind of stretching it out a little bit. We're going to get to some football movies. That is going to be coming up. But also on the near horizon, look for our favorite sports uh, football football movie characters right. of all time. I don't know why I have a hard time saying that. You have a hard time saying a lot of things. It's true for someone who talks for a living. So, uh, again, be sure... Find us on iTunes, Two Guys Talking Sports Movies, rate the podcast, leave a review, or you can also find us at WSBTradio.com or the WSBT app. Uh, Odds are, if you're listening, you found us in one of those platforms, but just know that they're in all three, and if you're listening in iTunes, best way is just go there, subscribe to Two Guys Talking Sports Movies. Hit a five-star rating. That's right. Why not do a five-star rating? So Caddyshack is next. Bobby, I will talk to you then. All right. See ya. Two guys talking sports movies.